All right, all right, all right. Let's get fired up here. Maximum freedom. Read. Stay on target. Maximum freedom. Stay on target. Maximum freedom. Read Rothbard. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Wizardry Wisdom. I'm Kenny the Wizard. Today I'm joined by Dan and Robert from ActualAnarchy.com. They are doing a podcast and also doing a website uh, about my favorite topic, which is anarchy. How are you doing this week, guys? Doing great, man. Loving life. How's Daniel doing? Doing well. I was letting ladies go first, so I, I didn't mean to have that big pause in there. It was a little awkward. Uh, that's all right. We'll edit it out in post. So, <laughs> anyway, well, you know, I kind of like to start out um, with all my guests, just a kind of a brief talk about how you got into the liberty movement, how you found out about liberty. Um, so, so Dan, do you want to start us off? Just kind of talk talk a little bit about how you got uh, how you got into the movement. Sure. Yeah, and calling it the movement feels a little bit weird. It almost feels a little left-leaning <laughs> in a right. way, which I guess is a little bit appropriate for us because, um, and I'm going to speak for Robert a little bit, but we grew up together, and I think that we identified with um, being Democrats growing up, uh, really? mostly because back in, back in the day, it seemed as if it was the right-wing, the conservatives, who were wanting to impose morality upon people through the force of the government, and so we were of the mind, well, you know, the government shouldn't be involved, you know. So get them get them away, and that was sort of uh, what the left meant to us back then. It was keep government out of the bedroom, um, you know, human rights, civil rights, all the good sounding stuff. So that's kind of where we uh, anti where we came from, and part of the anti war left as well. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, I thought Robert was going to jump in there, but yeah, we were we were against um, wars and and all the uh, you know problems that you hear about in the news. And we'd often. You know, be in his uh, in his front yard in the basketball court, just talking about all the problems in the world and how we'd fix them. Uh, little did we know that we were, you know, being little central planners ourselves. But at least we were conscious of issues going on in the world. And now we have a bit of a framework to be able to understand them better. And, and we think that, uh, like Doc Anarchy says, the prescription is freedom. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Robert, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, Daniel said it pretty well. Um, he missed a bunch of parts. Um, <laughs> we definitely started off as lefties. We went to a, like a liberal arts college, and there were all kinds of protests all the time at school, but we never really got involved in them. Um, and then towards the end of my college career, 9-11 happened, and that was a big moment, of course. And... Um, I don't know, it was a couple of years later that I started getting into, like, listening to Alex Jones and conspiracy theory and that sort of thing. And I 
was completely convinced, and I still am, that you know, 9-11 was totally not according to the official story. Yeah, but that much is clear to me, too. We would have to see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we would have these discussions about, well, okay, the, the world is all messed up. What What is the solution? What's the answer? Is it is it like Alex Jones says, that you just go back to this constitutional government and it's just like a reset, and then what happens is that the uh, – all this wealth will be created and the government will just grow back up to big, big again. And it'll just be this continuing cycle of revolution and regrowth. And that didn't seem like any real solution to me. I mean, it would be nice in the meantime, but yeah. as a long-term solution, it didn't sound like anything. So then Daniel started getting into these economics books and he threw – he well, like one year he got me – all these long economics books for Christmas, I think it was like man oh, Human Action, Anatomy of the State, or maybe it was Man, Economy, and State, um, a book by Ron Paul, and a few others. And he's like, man, you need to read these. And I never did. But but I, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, guys like Larkin Rose, Stefan Molyneux back then, um, these kind of things. And I thought about it a whole lot. And listened to lectures by Murray Rothbard and other people at Mises. And, um, man, I just, yeah, it was, a, it was a definitely a many year process before I finally accepted full anarchy. But, um, you know, for a while I was just, okay, yeah, the state's terrible, but we still kind of need it for these certain things. And finally it just got to me that, okay, monopolies are terrible. So why would I accept monopolies with these things that I think the government should do? And I have self-ownership. And self-ownership is incompatible with violent aggression. So that's ultimately, I think, what convinced me the most. Yeah, I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, for me, it was a little different than a lot of the usual. A lot of people talk about, you know, it took some time to accept the the, the full anarchist position. For me, it was like I had all these instincts, and then finally someone explained it like logically what I, I what I had been thinking all along. <laughs> so I, I I took to it like a fish takes to water. But right, that's just that's just wonderful. So. Let, let's talk a little bit about your podcast. I, I I love the idea of actual anarchy. I, I mean, there's so much misinformation about what anarchy is, and of course, there's 20 different types of anarchy and and, and stuff like that. Especially a bunch of types of anarchy that I don't, I really wouldn't consider anarchy. So, uh, wh why don't you guys talk a little bit about um, you know how how you decided to get get the podcast going? And, and and that whole process. If you do, you want to start us off, Dan? Sure. Yeah. There's a little bit of a history behind that, and I'll try not to leave too many gaps in this. <laughs> so, Robert and I, you know, we we've been exchanging ideas and videos and books, and apparently he doesn't read the books, but that's okay. Uh, we have great conversations, and we've had conversations for years in person, over the phone, whatever. And eventually, we got to a point where I started doing a. Um, a website based on the works by Murray Rothbard, and we wanted to do a podcast. And we were sort of talking about them as two separate ideas. Like he'd say, you know, he wanted to basically record our conversations and put them out there for the world to see or, or listen to. And I sort of had the Reed Rothbard thing going. And then I was like, you know what, let's just merge them and make them, you know, the Reed Rothbard podcast and let's, let's do this. And we started out 
very much um, kind of blindly feeling our way around. Our first couple of episodes are pretty clunky. We're mostly just beating up on Bernie Sanders or praising Uber, uh, things like that. And then we started getting into pop culture and news events. And after some time, we just sort of stuck with that theme and started getting the idea that perhaps it was a way to uh, make inroads with people who may be familiar with a particular movie, like a cult classic movie or a or a new newly released movie or whatever that that they all have already seen and be familiar with. And so then, when we talk about that movie, but from an anarcho capitalist perspective, it'll give a little bit of meat to the bones that they already have. So rather than just these nebulous constructs, they actually have something to um, already have familiarity with it. And so we, we continued on with that through the end of uh, last year. And then we were talking and we we're like, you know, we're not getting a lot of traction with, um, I mean, we were doing well uh, as far as like we're concerned. Like if anyone listens to us, we're happy. Um, <laughs> but uh, we were like, you know, there's got to be a way to get like anarchy in the name. And so we were just shooting back and forth some ideas and some of the ideas were half decent. So I started putting them into, uh, you know, a, a domain search and actual anarchy was available i'm like crap man we got to just do this you know like there's so much misinformation out there about what anarchy is there's all these people going around in response to trump uh smashing windows and claiming to be anarchists there's all this dribble like uh even the anarcho-capitalist facebook group is now gone ancom and we're like (laughs) you know how, how can they have anarchy, but then impose all these rules upon people. They've got to have a state apparatus, right? So we're like, okay, we're going to correct this. We're going to take all this crap that they're throwing out there, and we're going to say, no, that's not what anarchy is. This is actual anarchy. And so we retitled the podcast with that. Uh, We still have Reed Rothbard, but now it is um, audiobooks for Murray Rothbard books, and then we also have another one called Enemy of the State. These are all on iTunes, so anyone can find them. And Enemy of the State are lectures by Murray Rothbard. And there's like 50 or 60 of them. We release, oh, two or three a week. Um, we're almost done, though. We're almost done with all the content we have. Um, but, you know, it's still you know, like 50, 60 hours of Murray and uh, cracking jokes in his Brooklyn accent at you. Um, but then we tr- transformed it into the actual Anarchy podcast, and everything we've done has been seat of the pants, kind of learning as we go. We feel like we've been improving with our ability to have banter and make some kind of relevant points. Centering it on movies seems to help. It gives us an anchor point, and then we can veer off and then come back to. Uh, we started introducing guests, and that has gone really, really well lately. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to add, Robert, to the podcast story? Um, just just on the origin of the, the, the switch uh, we had been titled the, the Reed Rothbard podcast for many episodes, like what, like three quarters of a year, I want to say, or two thirds of a year. And I, I just felt that it was an unsearchable term. Like Rothbard, first of all, Rothbard in economic circles, he's well known, but economics is a very small field among the general population. And so it's essentially an unsearchable term, Reed Rothbard. I mean, there was a, there was a tiny little meme that goes along with that. And that's kind of what led us to initially title the the website, and Dan picked that out. And I thought at the time it was great. But for a podcast that talks about, like, pop culture and movies, it didn't really quite fit. 
And I was at a party, a Christmas party, and I was talking to people about my podcast, and they asked me what it was called, and I told them it was called Reed Rothbard. And they're like, well, who's Rothbard? And I was like, well, he's this dead economist. And <laughs> they go, yeah, you make terrible life choices, Robert. And I go, I'm sorry. I know. And so Dan was right. He, uh, I, I was like, we need to get the word anarchy in there. And then he came up with the actual anarchy name, and I thought it just fit perfectly and so we went with that in that we show, you know, actual instances of anarchy because anarchy surrounds us all the time, everywhere. We're always making anarchic decisions when you're choosing who to fall in love with, who to be friends with, who to spend your time with, whatever, what job to get. You're not, there's no regulations in government telling you you have to do this, that, or the other. And to link it to movies and have instances of anarchy appear in movies and be able to talk about it that way, it's a good bridge, like Dan said. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> that's awesome. You know, I, you, you were talking about how it's an unsearchable term, and I had, I had been looking for a site just like this, readrothbard.com, especially this Enemy of the State podcast that you're doing, which is basically all of, uh, Rothbard's lectures that he's been doing. This is, I mean, I've been wanting something like this. I, I had to do it the old fashioned way, which was just like, trudge and slog through YouTube looking for all this stuff to to find all of these lectures and stuff on uh, that Murray Rothbard game gave and I I was wanting a centralized location where it's all uh it's already there and and you guys have already done it we need to be promoting this because I think Rothbard I mean I I always hesitate to go like full fanatic about Rothbard because people always talk about you know there's a cult of personality and all that but really I just have not seen anyone that is smarter about these types of topics than Murray Rothbard I mean he's so clear he, he, and and like you say he he's a pretty funny guy like when you're listening to his uh to his podcast even, even, or not to us, but but when you're listening to his lectures, I, I mean, he just he, he's a funny guy. He makes some jokes, and of course, maybe it's just me that that gets the jokes, but I I just absolutely love it. So that that's awesome, guys. That is really really awesome. Um, you know, one that I don't see up here that maybe you've already done is um, have have you guys heard his lecture on Keynes the man? Um, that that's a really really good one. That that's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that one li lives on YouTube somewhere, broken up into like five or six different parts. I've listened to it before, and then I've also read uh, Murray's book, Kane's the Man, which is actually pretty insightful as well. Um, so yeah, to your point, Reed Rothbard is not a complete thing just yet. We're still working on it. Um, there's the series of lectures that are on there, but they're all the onesie twosies that are out there in the world. Um, we still have to pull those in and there's, there's a lot of work still to be done. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there's only the two of us really working on this stuff. So it's, it's, uh, kind of slow going in some respects. Um, though I will mention, you know, now that we've launched actualanarchy.com and it's only been up for, what is it? Two or three weeks, Robert? Yeah. It's been, I think we're on week three now. Yeah, and, and uh, we were pulling guests out of the Tom Woods Facebook group and also um, soliciting articles, and we started getting flooded with submissions. A lot of people write things for their own uh, sites or their own blogs, and they've allowed us to post them. But we've also got a lot of uh, writers writing exclusively for us, and uh, it's really awesome. Like it, it just really took off in this organic, uh, sort of spontaneous order fashion 
because we only intended actualanarchy.com to really host our podcast and, you know, our occasional, you know, writings. Like I rant occasionally from now and again, <laughs> you know, nothing like super scholarly, but Robert uh, likes to do some long form stuff. He's a writer himself and uh, he does really good stuff. So we expected to have a handful of things. And now we've got like 200 articles on there, which is just overwhelming to uh, have that happen when the expectations were so much less. Yeah, well, that that is um, that. I think you guys are doing great work there. I wanted to talk a little bit. You know, you you touched on this briefly about um, you know podcasting in general, finding guests, finding topics, things like that. What what is you guys' process uh, on on how to find all that stuff, um, Robert or or Dan, whoever whoever's the one that that does that, I guess. <laughs> Um, well, Daniel's really been excellent about finding guests. He will post out into, say, I'll come up with, uh, usually it's me, because I'm the big movie watcher. I'll usually watch a movie, like I watched Dallas Buyers Club. We saw it on a website. It was like top um, libertarian movies. I forget the, the actual name of it. Dan might remember. And um, it was like their number one movie. And so then I went and watched it. And wow, she was so right. It was absolutely 100% like this libertarian manifesto, basically. So I suggested that we watch it. And Dan like would post in the Tom Woods group, hey, does it, we're going to do this for this. Does anybody have any strong feelings about this movie? Do you, you think you can come on and talk about it? And we got uh, Doc Anarchy to come on. And he ended up being able to just this amazing guest, being able to talk about all this medical stuff that neither Dan nor I would have been able to bring to the conversation. And, uh, yeah, we ended up being a really good episode. But that's basically the process. I'll either watch a movie or read about a movie and then suggest it, or Dan will watch a movie and suggest one, and then he'll put it out there. And then people that feel strongly enough to respond have come on. And every single one of our guests from the Tom Woods group has just been knocked out. It's just amazing. They, Everyone's so smart <laughs> and knowledgeable <laughs> about this stuff. It's really fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're listening to Tom Woods, you got to have something going on upstairs because, I mean, he, he's, he's saying things that other people aren't saying. So when you say the Tom Woods group, are you talking about his um, exclusive listener, supporting listeners group or the, or the, the bloggers group? Uh, the supporting listeners group, which um, unfortunately Robert is not a part of because uh, he's out writing a book right now and has limited bandwidth for, from the uh, satellite internet that he's got. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not a member of that group either. <laughs> it's it's sad, but I'm I'm like a super cheapskate, and so I'm like, man, as much as I love this, like he wants me to give him actual money. So that's how I got into the bloggers. I was like, well, here's something I can justify because I've really been wanting to like have a platform to talk, and this way I can get in with like-minded people. So yeah, I I I don't know. I've been thinking about it. It's just like, man, just just give him a little bit. He's doing so much work. You've definitely gotten your money's worth already. <laughs> but uh, that's just right. me. <laughs> well, I can I just recommend. I think the minimum is five dollars a month, and you will get so many ideas sparking for for your own sites and your own podcasts in there that it's it's worth way more than that. So I pony up the five bucks and just get in there. It's it's great. Uh, it's one of the few areas yeah. where it's still worth going into uh, Facebook for. Ooh, that is high praise indeed. Although, I will say for myself, I enjoy getting on Facebook and just mixing it up with the trolls, 
just because I don't know it's something something about my personality. I like to try and out troll the trolls, and and I have some success with it. You know, just like they they expect to shut you down with their crazy trolliness, and then you just come back even even stronger, and then eventually they give up. And and, and it's funny. I actually have a uh, a little gift that I had uh, my graphic artist for the website make for me. That's uh, my my wizard character. Uh, shooting a fireball and then it explodes into the site lo- uh, site name and and that's what that's my victory uh, meme is just whenever I get them to just just quit the thread I'm just like and now I declare victory. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. So anyway, well. I, I think that's that, that's really cool. Very smart. Yes, you probably. I pro, you're right. I need to just get in there because I'm really interested. I'm having a ton of fun meeting everyone and and learning more about liberty and learning all the different viewpoints that people have. And, and so you guys are probably right. I just need to get get in on that. Um, so also, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about some of the articles on your site that I found pretty interesting um there was this one called oh where did it go here it is i borrowed money and they expect me to pay it back and and you were telling me that this is actually a uh facebook conversation that you guys weren't a part of but uh you did some commentary uh commentary and uh and posted it i just think that this this is just hilarious what what do you guys think well, the, the one thing I'll say about this one is that the uh, contributor to it didn't give us a high-res image, so unfortunately it's a little bit hard to read. But this is the kind of thing that, that we're just uh, looking for for the site. So if any listener is interested in contributing, come to the site. There's some contact information, or you can comment below, go to our Facebook page, whatever. Um, but you know, we like the idea of being able to post uh, these arguments that people are having where leftists and the other opponents will say the most ridiculous stuff. And uh, so this is one of the examples. Um, another one is uh, by one of our writers, Stephen Clyde, who uh, he went in and trolled the ANCOM page by acting like an ANCOM and saying that doctors uh, are bad because they're capitalists. And it's this whole long thread. It's another one on here, and I think it's actually more visible because it's it's a larger uh, image. But uh, it's, it's just a, a fun thing to throw up there that, mixes it up between, you know, the longer form articles that actually have something to say. These are just kind of like, I don't know, a little hubris, like funny things to have on there. Yeah, I, I think that, that it's it's good that you, you guys have both, you know, because there really is a place for both in my mind. You know, you have some back and forth with people. And then, you know, something that I like to talk about a lot is um, how really when you're having these discussions or debates, arguments, on whatever, on Facebook, the chances of you converting the person that you're talking to, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say are virtually nil. Like if, if, they're, if they're so into their ideas that they're going to just, you know, come after you really hard and come up with all of these arguments and stuff, like you're probably not going to change their minds, or, or at least I haven't yet. But I always want to think about like – the lurker who's just kind of watching this unfold and 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 trying to trying to convince those people um you know to make and maybe they change their mind the problem is is that you really don't know if you're if you're being successful or not 
and, and that kind of seems like something that you you guys are doing. Do you guys do you guys think that that's a, a good good way to try and go about it? I think so. I think you yeah. Whether you realize it or not, you are doing good because you are providing that viewpoint out in the world, especially on a lefty site like Facebook. I don't know where you're at, but all my friends and all my relatives and whatnot, my feed is basically full-on solid lefty. So anybody with the guts, the bravery to come out and provide the opposing viewpoint, or at least I think the same viewpoint that we have, is um, even if it gets shouted down and screamed down and whatnot, there are, like you said, the moderate, like the reasonable people who are just reading it and looking at it, you know, this person is just screaming. This other person is providing rational viewpoints. Hmm, even if I don't necessarily agree with those viewpoints, this person certainly seems to be more reasonable. So, yeah, it, it might spark something in their mind for uh, more investigation at a later date. Yeah. Well, so um, we're, we're kind of we're kind of starting to get close to the end. Uh, is there any other topics that you guys would like to discuss before we uh, before we give, give everybody where to find you? Why don't we uh, plug um, your book I, there, I, Robert? Yeah. Well, it's. I would if it was in any kind of state. I mean, this is going out fairly soon. The book probably won't be ready for another many months. But if if if, if someone's listening to this um, in the future, the book is called Kit Tamarack, Wizard for Hire, and it's an action-adventure story with uh, a fairly strong libertarian theme, but it's not necessarily overtly libertarian. I think anybody is going to be able to enjoy it. Whether you, uh, which is the whole idea, right? You're spreading the message. You want everybody to be able to read it. I guess it's a lot like, not to put myself in the same category, but it's a lot like using fiction to normalize a thing that people think is extreme, like, uh, say, Alice Shrugged or something like that. Um, she's done far more to convert people than I think maybe only maybe Ron Paul. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's a uh, get more and more libertarian type stuff out into the culture, especially to counter all this SJW lefty stuff that's coming out of the um, the indoctrination centers these days. So yeah, Kit Tamarack, yeah. Wizard for Hire. Kit, coming Kit, out soon. What, what's the name? Kit Tamarack, Wizard for Kit, Hire. Kit Tamarack, Wizard for Hire. Well, we'll certainly be looking forward to that. That sounds right up my alley because I'm a I'm a huge fantasy nerd. And uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I am always encouraged by, uh, you know, anarchists and libertarians who want to write, um, you know, thick novels to, to, to spread the message but not be overtly preachy about it. You, you know, you mentioned Atlas Shrugged and Ayn Rand, and, you know, as good as it was, like – Pretty much everybody, everybody's complaint is that there's, you know, long, long periods of exposition about, about the ideas in the book. And so a lot of times that can turn people off. And so I think what you're, what you're trying to do, just try and get some libertarian themes into the story and, and have, um, and, and have those there just kind of in the background, you know, you're not throwing it in everyone's faces, but you know, when they, when they're done with the book, you know, may, maybe you planted a couple of seeds in their minds. So I, I think that is absolutely wonderful and we'll definitely look forward to that. So with that, why don't we go ahead and, uh, Dan or, or, or Robert, why, why don't you, um, just, 
give us all where where we can find you you know what what are the various projects and their locations and uh and so that we can make sure and let all the listeners be able to find you sure yeah we uh run the actual anarchy podcast the reed rothbard podcast and enemy of the state those are all available on itunes or wherever podcasts are sold uh, even though they're free uh we run <laughs> actualanarchy.com reedrothbard.com uh, we may be doing some other things here and there. We've got uh, Robert's book going on. Um, but that's pretty much, you know, what we're working on. If anyone's interested in uh, writing for us or sharing some of their content, uh, we will, you know, cross-link and promote their stuff as well. Uh, so reach out to us in any of the avenues that you can. And uh, thanks for having us on. It's been really fun. Yeah, thank thank you guys so much for for joining me today. I really appreciate it, and thank you to all the listeners for listening. And you know, check these guys out; they're they're doing good work. Chipmunks. C H I P M U N K. We're the chipmunks. Guaranteed to brighten your day. Do 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 do